Welcome to Creativity Talks with me, Susan Yates, artist, author, and creative entrepreneur. This show discusses topics around my fundamental belief that everyone is creative. Each week through mindset talks, listener questions, and guest interviews, I will help to inspire you and bring creativity into your daily life. So grab a cuppa, sit back and relax, and let's get stuck in. Hello again, everybody, and a huge welcome to Creativity Talks. Thank you for joining me for this podcast today. I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee. It's a fairly rainy September day here in the UK, but I've spent the morning doing some actual art and creativity, which has been wonderful. A big change for me happens when kids go back to school and I get more time in my studio, so I'm actually able to tackle long projects. And I always think this sort of ebb and flow and the way that sometimes we get more time and other times we're on sort of doing our minimum, just ticking along. And we have to kind of roll with that, enjoy and embrace the time when we've got it. And then just do the little doodles, the sketches, the the tiny bits of creativity that just keep you ticking over when you're busier. So for me, that's when I'm on mum duty in the summer holidays. But that's not our topic today. Today, I am sharing with you a wonderful interview I had a couple of weeks ago with a watercolour illustrator called Maisie Clark. Now, I first came across Maisie several months ago because she came on as a guest tutor to my Inspire Sketching membership, which is my monthly membership to help people sketch and draw and doodle in their sketchbooks. And Maisie delivered a really wonderful set of tutorials all about perspective, because she does quite a lot of house portraits. So she has a wonderful style of drawing and watercolour house portraits and also gifts created from her artwork. So I had a wonderful interview with Maisie that I shared with my Inspire students back then and I've been very lucky that Maisie agreed to come back onto the podcast to talk to me again but this time completely focused on creativity, her thoughts on it and we had a really really wonderful discussion which I'm going to share with you in just a few moments. So grab your cuppa, sit back and relax and let's chat to Maisie. So today we're welcoming Maisie on to Creativity Talks. A huge welcome to you, Maisie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And I think it's a really great place to start by perhaps asking you to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're based and what you do. Sure, wonderful. So I am Maisie Clark. I'm a watercolor illustrator. And I started my brand Maisie Clark in 2016. And I feature um, watercolor house portraits, uh, custom gifts for clients, and um, other gifts that feature my original illustrations. So tea towels, trinket trays, all that. And then I recently launched a new brand um, that's Learn With Maisie. And that is um, focusing more on online education, small business education, as well as illustration instruction. So Learn With Maisie is all about um, small business education and illustration tips and tricks. 
Um, and so, yeah, so I operate both of those brands uh, simultaneously and it, it's kind of fun because it's, it's two different sides of my brain. You know, one is working with, with clients and then the learn with Maisie side is more just kind of telling the story of how I got to where I am. And of course I'm always still learning and I'm never, you know, anywhere, you know, I haven't reached my, my goals yet, but I just, I love sharing the way that I sort of learned some things, maybe sort of trial by fire um, in some instances, hopefully to help other creative small businesses um, and someone who wants to create their own business doing custom art. Oh, fantastic. So it sounds like you're a very busy lady. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So can you tell me, sort of starting perhaps with your illustration business, a little bit about your creative process? Like, How do you come up with ideas or designs or do you work in collections? How does that side of your, I suppose, your brain and that part of your business work? Yeah. So the watercolor house portraits, that first started as a little bit of a necessity. I was a poor college student and didn't have any money to give friends and family gifts for either weddings or the holidays. And so I was creating original paintings that I would give as gifts. And it was so fun when people would come back and ask me to do it for their friends and family and they would pay me. And it's sort of so (laughs) exciting that, you know, that's such a, you know, cool validation and, um, and then that sort of sparked an interest and, and kind of a motivation to make this a business. And with that, kind of thinking about all of the different ways that I can apply these home illustrations. So creating a really a, a true product line around the house portrait, you know, things like Uh, platters and tea towels and ornaments and ways that you can share this artwork in different places in your home. Um, So I really love that idea of, you know, you can share this art and this art can live in different places throughout your home and remind you of maybe it's your first home. Maybe it's the first home you lived with your family and you grew your family in this home, or maybe it's your childhood home and it's a way to honor you know, where you came from. So that is, that was sort of the, the way that my business started. And from that, it's, it's sort of grown into different motifs, have their own little collections and and things like that. But it's really about just whimsical, charming illustrations at the very root of it. Oh, fantastic. And is it um, buildings, people, what is it that inspires you? What do you draw? What are your sketchbooks full of? Or what are your bits of paper full of? I I laugh because people, you know, if I taught myself how to do cut portraits, I feel like I could probably retire on that. But I, I stick with man-made objects. So yeah. architecture, um, you know, I just, I love drawing everyday things, you know, mm. things around the house. And um, so I love my sketchbooks personally. I love sitting down and illustrating or, or just even drawing out the corner of a room and all of the different things. Maybe it's in the living room and, you know, it's the bookcase full of all these little knickknacks. And I love, you know, sketching that out. And I just, I love 
replicating environments or places that are important to people. Um, and that's just, it's so fun because it has just a different quality than photographs do. Yeah. You know, it has, has sort of the similar, you know, hopefully it looks similar <laughs> to what they're into. <laughs> But, you know, there's sort of this charming quality that, you know, where you might not display a photograph, but you might, you might be more inclined to display a watercolor illustration. Yeah. And the places that you're drawing, especially in terms of sort of house portraits or things for people's weddings or to, to commemorate things, they must be really special. Like you said already, you know, people's first homes, like they've got something special about them already. And then your hand painting you know, from a photograph or from direct real life, something of it, that they're very, very special. Yeah. And also too, what's so fun is, you know, every, you know, everyone wants to share what's special about their home or the place that they got married or their favorite vacation spot. And, and I think that it's so fun hearing that backstory because, you know, I work, on, you know, I have an e-commerce shop. So it's not something where people are coming in and interacting face to face. So when I get the backstory or I get the, you know, you know, that their mom always planted red geraniums in the front or whatever it is, it's so fun to kind of build that whole picture. And I mean, you know, using that more of as a, um, you know, metaphor, but it's just, it's so fun kind of getting to know people and and it's just it's fun working with people who really get it and and are really excited about you know oh this is going to be such a great way to you know surprise my parents when they're selling the home that you know they raised a million kids in or whatever yeah and do you find now that you're you know you've been going since 2016 that now you're more established you get a lot more commissions and requests rather than having to sort of go out and find work if that makes sense so you're asked to to complete bits of work I do and also what's so fun is you know a lot of this sort of special requests sort of the the structures that aren't a house I mean I've illustrated I've illustrated barns I've illustrated restaurants I've illustrated churches and all these things and and I think it's so it's so fun to put an idea of sort of illustrating important buildings in your life and put that out to my followers on Instagram, my email list, and just people I talk to. And they come back and say, Oh, would, could you illustrate, you know, the fire truck that my dad used to work (laughs) on 40 years ago? I mean, it's just, it's, it's fun. That interaction of, kind of seeing what people come back with, I think is so fun because it's not about me. It's just, I'm kind of the vehicle for creating these paintings. Mm. And the more information that I have and the more kind of inspiration and sort of creative, you know, angles, it makes it so much fun. I mean, it's, I did a painting for a client this Christmas and it was, you know, she said, my parents' house is, you know, it, it's, that's not the special place to them. It's the barn in the back. And she wanted me to include, you know, her dad's pickup truck and their dog, like dog tiny. I don't really, it's not a huge feature. It's <laughs> sort of like a little, um, but you know, it's just, it's so fun because 
you know, rather than me saying, oh, no, I only illustrate homes. It has to be a house. Yeah. You know, that would be so limiting. And it's so yeah. fun to see all the different places. And, you know, I illustrated a, um, the, the, I think it was a candy shop where a couple met when they were working their summer job as teenagers. And that was oh. their anniversary. Present. I mean, it's just so cute. It's just, it's so fun to be able to work with people and kind of hear those stories. And yeah. it's like you're and, right involved yeah. in there. And I suppose it must be really nice to be set a creative challenge. Cause basically you're going, I kind of do this illustration challenge me. And then all these wonderful yeah. challenges come up and I suppose that helps you to stay creative. It does. It does. And, and also too, at the more I, the longer I have this business, the more interesting the houses seem to get. I mean, hmm. when I first started and there's nothing, you know, I'm, I'm based out of um, Kentucky in the U S so yeah. it's there, there are a lot of uh, houses that kind of look the same, but I think that when I, you know, the, the more that I do this, it, the more sort of different house styles I get, you know, I've worked internationally. I did an, a home in Amsterdam, which of course had a bike right in the oh, front. Wow. Had, had to that. Um, but it's just, it, it is sort of creating or it's solving sort of a creative problem for people. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, you know, and, and also there's, there's kind of the creativity that comes with if, if they don't have a picture of a structure straight on and I'm sort of piecemealing different photographs together, that's kind of fun too. It's sort of, you, you're sort of playing a little bit of detective too. Yeah. yeah I was going to ask you, do you work mainly from photographs um, or do you ever sort of go to the specific places? I suppose they'd have to be just local to you if you, you know, if you were visiting them directly. Yeah. So I work from photographs and, and, you know, there are times when I first started out and I was just working really locally that I could go and drive and take pictures of homes and things. But, you know, I've gotten creative too about finding photographs of houses from old real estate listings or Google street view or, um, so it's, it's really fun. And then also too, a lot of, I, I work, from a lot of old photographs too. It's not just someone going outside with their iPhone. It's, it's, um, you know, this is a, here's a picture of us 50 years ago standing in front of the home. And, you know, of course it looks different from Google street view and, (laughs) you know, now, and, and it's just, it's, it's fun to do those too, because, you know, I think when you think back on photo albums, you don't really, it's about the people and the photo albums and it should be, but I think you kind of look back and you might think, Oh, I wish I had a better photo of the house I grew up in or the house that my parents grew up in or the house that my, you know, grandparents grew up in. And yeah, there's some um, special memories with houses and places. And it's funny because you, you talk about, you don't have an album of your houses. My dad was an estate agent. Um, okay. so he has a specific photo album of all of the houses yeah. that we ever lived in. <laughs> so we are the family <laughs> that has this photo album. <laughs> I think you might be the only one. I think we might be. <laughs> Um, it's, but it is, but it is fascinating stuff. Like flicking through and going through the houses and thinking what age. And we lived in a lot of houses because my dad was an estate agent, so we moved every yeah. few years because he likes houses. I like houses, and 
the, the memories that go and are associated with those different houses are really quite special. So I do think it's a fantastic subject matter. Um, and you must be very good at drawing perspective and lines and <laughs> things like that as well. <laughs> I think that's, that's sort of the fun thing is when I have sort of an interesting or maybe that's sort of a code name for a difficult house is yeah. trying to figure out, you know, without seeing these structures in person, kind of thinking about, okay, what is, what is the shape of this house and how, what's the best way to show this, you know, view without being there and without being able to walk around yeah. a house and kind of seeing it from different angles. Um, I love the technical side of it too. It's kind of this, the watercolor adds such a great, you know, charming quality, but then there's that structure of the perspective and, and kind of the more technical side of it. Yeah, it's a really nice combination, actually. Um, and if anybody listening hasn't seen Maisie's work, do go and have a look at it because there's some really beautiful illustrations there. So let's switch to the other side of you then and um, talk about your other business, your business, which again is still fueled by creativity because it's there to help other people create and help them along their own journeys as creative business owners, creative people. Um, what do you offer? How does that work? So right now that is in the very, very early stages. And it was just, it was more of a drive to help other creatives either start or grow their own business. Mm. And it's, it's more of just kind of this, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. I love, I love learning. I love kind oh, of learning. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely and, love and, that thing. Yeah, and it's I I feel I think that there's a responsibility when you get to a point in your career or a skill or and you know this. I mean, you yeah. share so much knowledge on social media and through your website and memberships that I think that there's there's a responsibility that once you know certain tips and tricks, I think it only helps you to share that knowledge. Mm. And um, because I know I've learned from, you know, uh, late night Googling and YouTube and social media <laughs> and blogs and all these things. I mean, I didn't start this business with the knowledge that just lives in my head. Like I went out and found all this found all of this um, information and, and hopefully I'm putting it to good use. And I think that also as creative business owners, I think there's sometimes a tendency to sort of work in silos and not really want to share that information as much. Yeah, I totally agree. And I just feel there's also something about a creative mind that when you're filling it up with all the learning, you want to put it together and share it and talk about it because when you're taking on all this information and some of it's fascinating and you've had to research and it's it's all incredibly exciting, all the stuff you've learned or done and you've got these successes or sometimes not successes, <laughs> things that don't work so well, but to share it is really wonderful. And then if that helps somebody else and sparks somebody else's creativity or interest is wonderful. And in terms of your own learning, I find that it does help me consolidate my own knowledge as well. It makes you realize Absolutely. how far you've come or you'll, you'll, 
brush up your skills on something because you're educating other people on it. Yeah. And I think that the way that, and, and this is something that I remember in, in design school is if you can't explain a concept to your 90 year old grandmother, then you don't know it well enough. And so that's kind of, and, and that was sort of design concepts and, but I think it can be applied to really anything in terms of, you know, you mentioned perspective and, and I was so excited to do a perspective tutorial for your membership. Okay. What do I, how do I start this? If, if no one has, or if the person I'm talking to doesn't have a foundation of drawing in 3d, like what, at what level do I come in at, with this tutorial and this information? Is it, you know, do they know about sort of basic geometry? And if they don't, how do we catch them up to that? So I think that learning and then sharing with someone only solidifies the learning and your understanding of it. So absolutely and um the yeah, other tutorials um for, for listeners that don't know um, i've run a sketching membership and um Maisie delivered some lovely tutorials on uh, perspective to the members recorded some videos for me and um they were very popular and i definitely had lots of members that had those aha moments that were like perspective always confused me before or <laughs> the things where you sort of it's one of those things that people think about the, you know, the geometry, the maths, the lines, and maybe they're haunted by maths lessons from school and <laughs> protractors and compasses that they're, you know, have got this fear of, of doing something and just having it broken down into stages um, can be really helpful. And I, and I also think that for a creative person, you can get really creative in finding ways to explain things and using different words or different um, processes there is something hugely creative about explaining things and education and getting information across which is very very different to illustrating houses and using watercolor absolutely and we've all had really good teachers and we've had yeah. really bad teachers and sort of it <laughs> you know kind of thinking back on when you're I mean I just remember my high school uh chemistry teacher was awful and mm. uh I just remember feeling so kind of hopeless about everything, you know, but I, I just, I think that that's so true is it, it definitely is a different side of the brain or a different skill to exercise yeah. explaining something to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. But I think in terms of creativity, it's nice to be using the different sides of the brain as mm -hmm. well, because it keeps everything fresh and challenged and I think that sort of thing does keep you inspired certainly when you're you know you're working full-time in a creative industry or running two creative businesses like or two sides to your business like you are and like I do so what I always like to do is ask all my podcast guests a few sort of general questions about creativity um, and the first one's a bit of a biggie and it's a tough question. <laughs> so be prepared. Um, what does creativity generally mean to you? Would you have a definition for it? How do you think of creativity? So I have a design background. So I always think of design and kind of creativity in the same vein. And it's solving problems well while considering aesthetics so aesthetics aren't the the 
first thing you consider, but I, I really think it's about solving problems beautifully. And lovely. <laughs> That's a beautiful <laughs> way of saying it. Because I mean, you know, you can go and, you know, create, you know, you can go build a house and the house will keep you warm and keep the rain out. But there are ways that you can build a house and it does all the functional things, but it's beautiful to look at and it's a joy to live in. And so I think that that's sort of my big takeaway with creativity. And I kind of think, you know, I think creativity is, it is, it is a big question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm asking no, 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 I'm, I like I'm it. throwing this massive question <laughs> at people going, right, what is creativity? And I, I think that's half of what this podcast is. It's me just going, what is creativity and chatting to people that have all different backgrounds and everyone's got different views. And, you know, this question is the most it has the most interesting and varied answers to it, which I think has been fascinating yeah. from the interviews so far and the ones, you know, coming out in the future. It is really, really fascinating. Yeah, I'm excited to hear other people answer that because because I do come from a very design-oriented background and I'm, I've never been a practicing fine artist where I'm I'm creating bodies of work. It's always for a client or for an end goal. It's not just, you know, creating artwork for that. So, so I always love kind of keeping the, um, the problem or, you know, whatever the solution to the, um, to the opportunity would be. Yeah. And have you always been creative? Did you do lots of drawing as a child? I did. And I, and anyone who is listening and has young children, I would suggest, I don't, I don't have children myself, but I always think about um, that. I don't know if you had them growing up, but the Ed Emberley books, he's an American illustrator. And it's a way that you can break down complex objects and, and things into simple shapes. Yeah. And I still think about that 30 years later after reading those books and, and having those books as a little kid is, you know, you can always break it down into smaller pieces. And I think that that's sort of a good lesson in life is, you know, um, but it's, it's especially great for, for drawing. So I have, I've drawn my whole life. I love it. And it's, you know, it's something that has been a hobby and now a career. So I'm, I, pinch myself every day (laughs) oh it's wonderful isn't it and do you have lots of other sort of creative hobbies and bits that you do just for fun so that is that is actually really an interesting and time um uh time sensitive thing is I am kind of in search of a hobby that Mm. I that I cannot make money from because if I find something I am going to start to think about um, how I can add this into the business and, or make another business from it. So right now I'm trying to do gardening and things around our house with kind of planting and things like that. I'm not very good at it and I'm, I'm just starting, but that's, I think that that's going to be my next hobby because no one's going to pay me to do anything to their, <laughs> to their yard at this point. And it's fun. It's something, it's something pretty to look at too. Yeah. 
Oh, it's, it's funny because um, I do the same thing. I come up with a new hobby and I'm like, oh, how can I have that into my business? So <laughs> I've had to specifically set aside things that I, I will not bring into my business. So um, one of the things is making my own clothes. So I'd like to make dresses and things. Um, oh, cool. And I, I have, I have s- sneakily snuck a few things into one of my recent courses, <laughs> but I'm like, no, this is my pure enjoyment and gardening the well is yeah. another one. Um, not again not that I'm brilliant at it but I just love making things grow um and then then they all go a bit you know then they fall over and <laughs> they don't grow so well and I forget to water them but you know that the the intention of creating a garden is there yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I do I think it's really important with creativity to have some things you just do for fun and certainly for creatives working in creative industries and doing creative things for a living you can forget that actually it's all really fun and it's great that we do creative things as a job as an income but I just think you've got to find this balance of you've still got to have some fun stuff and creative fun stuff that fuels you and keeps you going keeps you smiling um for me it's the crazy pumpkins that have taken over my garden because I didn't know how Um, I'm just working on keeping my little hydrangea bush alive right now. So <laughs> I don't have an, I don't have any, um, I don't have a harvest or anything yet. Yeah, no, no, I seriously don't either. <laughs> so I'd also like to ask you what inspires you the most? And it could be artists, subject matter, absolutely anything at all. Pre-pandemic, which is sort of a funny, sort of in our, our history now, it's going to be yeah. things before and after. Um, I, I love to travel and also my career before illustration was in museums and I love, love museums. I was just visiting our, one of our local art museums this Saturday. And I think it's important because I think as when I was a, when I was a designer, I think that you get into the sort of habit of looking at what other people or what other projects are going on in your own industry. And I think it's really limiting to do that because, you know, when I was working in museums and as a designer, I would look to, you know, stage design or store design and kind of start to think about, you know, what, because they have, they have an audience and they have to entertain or inform or educate just like a museum did. And so I think that looking at other design projects and design innovations in other fields has always been really, you know, exciting and, and inspiring for me because, you know, they might have a different set of constraints in terms of budget or material or durability, but there's some, there's some great ideas hidden within that. And if you can kind of see if you can translate it into the projects you're working on, I think that's exciting. So I think, you know, museums and travel, and I also love books. I love collecting old books and uh in the library too I mean just kind of wandering and not really having you know maybe kind of end up in a certain section but just kind of picking and Mm. and you know choosing different books off of the shelf recently I sort of started to unfollow other illustrators because I feel like you 
kind of get into this rut of either you're comparing yourself to one, you know, to other illustrators who are either years or decades ahead of you. And then you're kind of, you're producing similar work and not really on purpose, like you're trying to, but it just, it happens almost subconsciously. So I think kind of expanding your field of inspiration, I think is important too. You know, don't just look at the people who are fellow printmakers or fellow illustrators, you know, is someone doing something really cool in fashion? I mean, I'm not ever probably, I I own a sewing machine. I probably will never sew my own clothes, but (laughs) you know, what kind of colors are they using? What kind of textures are they using? You know, is it a, you know, is there an influence from another country that they're using? I just think that widening the field of inspiration is so great. And it, it just, I think you'll be surprised of, of what you find. Yeah, I think that's brilliant advice. I think it's really brilliant and really true. And certainly about when you look outside of your industry, there's industry, there's not the inclination to get intimidated by other artists or subconsciously borrow without even realizing you're doing it. Um, so yeah, I think looking wider is, is really brilliant advice. Um, and talking about advice, have you ever been given a really great piece of advice about creativity that stuck with you? Um, I think there, there is a quote and I'm, I can't remember who's it, who inspiration has to find you working. And I think that there's, but I think that there is, and, and it's not really a specific piece of advice. It's more of, I think just sort of life experience mm-hmm. is you're not just going to be sitting somewhere and inspiration is going to strike you. There's sort of this idea of, oh, I'll wake up and I'll have all these great ideas. Well, I wake up with, you know, a million bad ideas. And I think that, you know, you kind of have to try and experiment with other, you know, ideas or or work it out a little bit. And I think the reason the reason I remember that quote is because it's one of my absolute favorites of all time. And it's, you know, it's just you've got to be doing stuff all the time. And I always just think you've just got to keep creating, keep making. You'll make a hundred bad ideas or terrible drawings or doodles in your sketchbook that you don't like, or, you know, you'll have a hundred ideas and there'll be maybe five that are good ones. And if you think about an artist like Picasso, he had a huge body of work over loads and loads and loads of years. And not all of them were masterpieces. I mean, I'm going to put it out there. (laughs) I'm sure, you know, most of it is because it's all awesome, but he did a lot of work across a lot of different um, arts and crafts and, different traditional methods you know he did a lot of art and a lot of it was great but he worked hard (laughs) he really worked hard I think when people look at um, creatives or artists or designers all you ever see is the tip of the iceberg but actually there's the rest of the ice under the water which for some people is sketchbooks for some people it's journaling every day getting ideas out on paper Um, you know it's all different for everybody but I think you've got to have that huge body of work before you get these few beautiful things that are, you know, solving those problems. Yeah. And, and also too, I, and, and that, that um, reminded me is 
you know, I have um, the moleskin books that I, I've never really been a journaler, but mm-hmm. I'm a list maker. I'm a, I'm a planner and a list maker. And I feel like I'll sit down and I'll write out, you know, 20 ideas for either future collections or motifs I want to explore. And, you know, all of them could be bad or all of them could be something I look back on in a couple of years and say, oh, that was a good idea. I wasn't really equipped to dedicate the time to explore that or, you know, and so I think that keeping some sort of record is so helpful because if you write down a bad idea, nothing bad happens to you. I mean, no one is going to, I mean, especially if it's in a, if it's in a journal somewhere that no one's ever going to see it, but it's, there's a record that you can kind of go back and say, okay, I'm not going to go draw fish, but I want to, you know, explore a nautical theme or something. And I think that that helps to kind of get your ideas out of your head. I think um, it gets things out of your head because I think something that's very common with people that do creative things and enjoy it and have nurtured the creative side of the brain is that there will be so many ideas. And, and I'm a big lover of moleskin sketchbooks, notebooks. It's yeah. waving one at me yeah. right now <laughs> on our Zoom call. Um, I, I write lists, I write ideas, I write ideas for courses, art, podcast idea like everything gets written down and then I know it's out of my head and then when I need something to you know I need to have an idea for something I just go and flick yeah. back through notebook sketchbooks yeah, and, and it's oh, actually, that I could work on now um, yeah so yeah that's a that's a really great um yeah really well, and then I know where I don't want to take up too much time but there is a really great book and it's called getting things done and the hmm. author said you know you're brain is so great for thinking of ideas. Your brain is not great for holding those ideas. And so I think <laughs> you get in, and I know that cause I'm, you know, you think of this great idea or you're on a walk or you're driving somewhere. And then, you know, I'm looking back over the day and I'm like, Oh wait, I had a really great idea and I can't remember what it was. Yeah. yeah. So I think kind of getting into that practice of yeah maybe it's not a journal but it's just sort of notes you know yeah. notes to yourself and lists yeah yeah absolutely and it's interesting because my next question was going to be do you have a favorite book or quote you could recommend I think you've done quote and book but do you have any do you have any others that sort of stick out as, as ones you'd recommend for people one that I love that I always I I refer back to just because it, I read it at kind of the perfect time in my career, I think, and I reread it every year is uh, Real Artists Don't Starve. And it's by Jeff Goings. Um, And he, he has other books too. His other books are kind of more focused on authors and people who are, who are writers, but Real Artists Don't Starve is, is basically he makes a list of all of these myths that people think about artists and creatives and, you know, and that, that the, this idea of the starving artist is just should be accepted. And, and he goes through and he says, well, that's not really, it doesn't have to be that way, Mm. you know, and, and, and he goes through and lists all of these different things. And one of them is, you know, that you should be isolated and, and um, only work alone. And he said, well, that's, you know, you shouldn't do that. Things aren't really created in a vacuum or good things aren't necessarily created (laughs) in a vacuum. And, um, 
And the quote from that book, which I love, love, love is you can do incredible things while being persistently patient or something like that. But it was something I thought about that a lot because when I started this business, I worked full time and operated the business on nights and weekends. And I just, I think about that often where, you know, things don't happen overnight. And if you're patient and you stick with it and you show up, then, um, you know, you can do really great things. Yeah. You can. I think that's that's wonderful, really wonderful, and yeah, really great advice. And considering obviously where you've come in your own career in in not a long time, um, you know, yeah. good development and the two streams of the business, and obviously doing this full time, not just squeezing it in evenings and weekends. It's great persistence, patience, just doing it, enjoying it, pursuing pursuing the dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just finally, do you have any other tips for? Um, my listeners on developing creativity or sustaining a regular creative practice? The big thing, and, and like I've mentioned, is I love learning. And I think if you adopt a mindset of that, there's always ways to improve and there's always, there are always new things to learn. I think that that is really going to set you up because you're never, you're never going to get to a place that you are or you shouldn't ever get to a place where you're like, this is good. I'm going to stay here. I don't really strive to go to the next level or learn something new. And, you know, I think that practice is great. And I think having that commitment to your craft and practicing and learning everything you can and, and then, you know, on the flip side is, is then share it with people. Cause I think that, People can, people want to learn from an enthusiastic teacher. And I think that that makes subjects and techniques really come alive. And I think that that's such a great gift. I mean, I know that kind of sounds a little sort of hokey, but I mean, it's, it's really a gift to, to be able to give to other people who are either in your shoes or, Mm -hmm. um, who want to do what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a, I think it's being part of a, a general creative community. If, you know, I've been running my business, I'm to be part-time for most of it. Um, when I first started in 2003, <laughs> oh, I've wow. for years and years and years and years and years. It's yeah. only the last four years full-time. But like when you've done lots of learning and you've learned a lot, I just, I think you do yourself and the world a disservice not to share stuff I think my brain would explode with all the information that I put in it if I didn't get it out there in some way shape or form and I think it's you know we're we're designed to work in communities our humans we are we're I always sort of think we're pack animals we're supposed to be in communities and to share information and people do light up when they're in communities regardless of how you know I'm, I'm a classic introvert but I still need people. I still need interaction, talking to people, seeing things, working in community, sharing is inspiring. Um, so yeah. I think it is really important to be yeah, in a creative community as well. Um, I said last question, but the final question is where can people find you online? <laughs> Have you got a website or websites that you could share with us? Yeah. Um, so the illustration side lives at maisieclark.com. 
Um, and then my Instagram for that is just is Maisie Clark. And then on the other side, sort of small business education is learnwithmaisie.com. And my Instagram um, is also learnwithmaisie on that. So any of those, you can reach me and see what I'm working on. Fantastic. That's lovely. Well, I've absolutely loved our chat today. Thank you so much for sharing your insights, your knowledge, your creativity with Creativity Talks. And um, yes, thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you so much, Susan. It's always good to see you. (laughs) Take care. Well, once again, a huge thank you to Maisie for joining me on Creativity Talks. As always, I enjoyed our conversation. I think some of the takeaways, the things that stuck with me from that conversation were I loved her definition of creativity and towards the middle of the interview where she said it was all about solving problems beautifully. I thought it was just such a lovely way of describing creativity and what it means to her in just a few simple words. I also really enjoyed her point about there are always new things to learn that she likes learning and I think I'm the same as well because it really is all about expanding your mind um, challenging your mind, encouraging your mind and keeping things fresh so that you're always inspired on a regular basis. Um, And the book recommendation that Maisie had was Real Artists Don't Starve by Jeff Goins. And I think the final thing that I really enjoyed there was that that analogy that when you see an artist's work, when you see the final output, it is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, For example, if you have a painter, there might be one finished canvas, one finished painting. But what you don't see is, is the research, the thinking, the sketchbooks, the preparation work, the underpainting, all of the different pits bits, the tip of the iceberg, the stuff that's under the sea that goes in and towards that final piece of of work that is created. And I certainly think that if you are new to art, creativity or creating any kind of finished piece of work, it's very easy to forget the hard work that underpins it. And again, that Picasso quote of, um, you know, inspiration finds you working you've got to create a lot of work, sometimes bad work, sometimes make mistakes, sometimes great work, lots of ideas for that inspiration to hit you. And and I think finishing with a Picasso quote is always a good way to to finish a podcast all about creativity. So thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed listening today. As, As usual, any feedback, comments or suggestions, please do get in contact. My website is susanyates.co.uk. Have a wonderful week. And as usual, it has been wonderful to talk to you. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Creativity Talks. To see the show notes and to find out more about how you can get more creative, go to www.creativitytalkspodcast.co.uk or search for the hashtag Creativity Talks. If you enjoyed the show, please let other people know about it by sharing this episode or the podcast webpage. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. All reviews and recommendations are deeply appreciated and help to ensure that I can continue to make more episodes and inspire as many people as possible. Take care and stay creative.